The Luck Stops Here podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag. That's right, mybookie.ag, where you can use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. So you go to mybookie.ag, use promo code LSH for the 50% deposit bonus. Everybody, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you so much for being here this week. Sorry, I'm a little late on the schedule this week. I apologize. It's coming out on Friday night. I normally would have stuff way earlier in the week, but I was out of town for a thing. Uh, and well, I appreciate your patience. And I have a double episode this weekend too, so I got another one coming out tomorrow. So thank you so much for being patient, and I will reward you all handsomely. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe, smash that five star review, and leave a little comment because that's what helps keep the lights on around here. In addition to our sponsor at MyBookie.ag. This week, I have a good friend on, one of my oldest friends in the comedy scene, and uh, a stalwart from the Chicago era of the time before time. Uh, my buddy, your, if, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you've heard him over there, Mr. Josh Cheney, everybody. Josh, how you doing? Hey, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Scott. How, how's it going? How's I'm it good, going? man. I'm good, dude. Uh, like, uh, I was just thinking, you know, because um, we were just talking right before we started, but uh, no, I was just kind of thinking about um, how you and I have had this one conversation over and over and over again. And I think I know, you know, which one it is. The We've one. had a lot of conversations over and over again. Try and uh, try and clue me in. OK, this is, involves a certain movie called Rounders. Oh, yeah. And uh, which is a hey, you know, this is a Vegas uh, theme show and this is uh i think this is a very very good topic to start off with for the show mm -hmm. um but like dude uh so josh and i both uh come from the uh point of view that john malkovich's performance in rounders is maybe the worst acting by a good actor of all I don't time. know about the I don't know about the worst acting, but the worst attempt at an accent an actor yeah. probably has ever done. Yeah, like his Russian accent in Rounders is so bad, and you think a guy with the last name Malkovich. Yeah, I don't know where exactly Malkovich is from. It's probably like it sounds Eastern Blockish. It, it seems mm -hmm. like you should be able to get a Russian accent at that point. And he just and I saw I I shared the interview with you. I found that interview on YouTube with Matt Damon where it's mm -hmm. like him basically saying how. He, I think you made me a cover. He's like, are you fucking with me, dude? <laughs> what do you and he's me. So I splash the pot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially with the last name. I mean, I'm sure I had, I thought of that at one point, but I had since forgotten it with the name Malkovich. Yeah, call up uh, an uncle... Peter or an, or an uncle, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. whatever, just be like, could you give me a couple pointers? And I'm sure they would have been more than happy to. Yeah, no, like it just seems like, uh, John, you're doing all the wrong. You want to do like this. Yeah. You must sound like you go in, uh, go to discotheque at Bath Beach <laughs> nightclub in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> John Malkovich is like, okay, I think I got it. All right. All right. Like, because John Malkovich is otherwise brilliant in pretty much everything oh, yeah. else he's in. Yeah, he's great. But then there's just those there's just those movies for I guess for some actors like like where you watch like a really good actor really phone it in for something. And I I think it's probably partly that, and I think it's also once 
I don't know. There are people that work in casting that are just like, this person is so rock solid that it doesn't matter what I throw at them. They're just going to nail it. And that's not the right attitude to go in with. There, are, <laughs> There's definitely strengths and weaknesses when it comes to anybody, as I'm sure anybody, any actor will tell you. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, your pride might kind of get in the way and go like, I can, I can nail this. Or kind of like how Malkovich did. He's just like, I'm going to go so over the top. What are they going to say? No, that's wrong. And, John no, Malkovich. and I guess he only worked like two, three days on the movie. Like yeah. they shot all those scenes like back to back to back real quick. Yeah. So he yeah. was just in and out and they shot this whole movie around his schedule. So mm-hmm. he was the big get for that. Like Matt Damon and Ed Norton were definitely like the lower tier guys on that cast yeah. compared to him at the time. Yeah. And I'm sure what's his name? Who else was, was in that? Martin, Martin Landau. Landau. Yeah. He was, pre- he was probably there for like an afternoon shooting his parts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he took his strolls around the pl- park, stopped by the set, shot his parts, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then left. Anyone, anyone needs me, I'll be by the honey wagon. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it's just one of the like to me like because that's one of my favorite gambling movies of all time. It's, it's a great yeah, movie. it's great. It it really it really is great when it comes to feeling the pressure and you know raising the stakes and shit like. You know, there's nothing like the the threat of violence and owing somebody money, losing a relationship, straining a relationship with your family. Um, yeah, because it's it's one thing to like play in a weekly card game with your friends versus mm-hmm. uh, going to like these mob connected underground clubs where you have to. And fight. also, and also having the relationship with Ed Norton, who is like of the two, he is the fuck up friend that he's always having to you yeah. know uh take care of and he's screwing up and he always has to clean up his mess so it's like pressure upon pressure upon pressure for yeah. matt damon's character matt damon's character wants to play poker the right way and, and he knows mm-hmm. he can beat the game with with his skill mm-hmm. whereas ed norton's character is literally dealing from the bottom of the deck <laughs> exactly he's a he's a, an underhanded any any which way you can do it uh you know, beg, borrow, or steal. He 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 just wants to win. Yeah. No. Okay. So I mean, uh, no. I'm glad. I'm glad we see round. Rounders is one of my favorite all time. Uh, I've said this already, but like, th- th- I think there's like that gen that, like late '90s there, where a lot of people with crime kind of movies, or like seedier underworld type movies, they they tried to all be Goodfellas. Or Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And I think that's one of the few movies from that, like the late 90s there, that kind of stands out as having this like authentic kind of feel to it. That's not I think, tra- it, I think it did. And I think it, w- it was kind of a lightning in the bottle. Like it was really, really grabbing the popularity that was happening with Underground Poker before World Series of Poker. Yeah, before... I mean, you could say that movie kind of triggered the whole World Series of Poker. It, it for sure did. That. It for sure did. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, if it didn't trigger it completely, it gave it a huge leg up. Um, and then before you knew it, everyone you knew. It was around then I started playing poker with the guys that I knew in Chicago pretty regularly. And I'm sure it was in no small part to either seeing or it just kind of being part of public conscious conscience uh conscious you should do the world uh, series of poker one year 
Oh my God. I would be knocked out so quickly. You never I've, know. I, I've definitely gotten better over the years, but if I play anybody who has any sort of skill, it's quickly. The only kind of benefit you have is when you play people that you don't know because they don't know your tells. Um, but it's, I mean, win, win or lose. I mean, it's easy to say that now. It's just fun to play the game. It's like, it's one of those, one of those things like uh, golf or chess or where it's like, it takes like an hour to learn and a lifetime to master. I've been wanting to get back into golf lately because I live by a lot of courses here. And uh, mm, yeah, Nevada is is, is uh, heaven for for golf. Yeah, no, and uh, it's good. It's like you said, it's good gambling action on the side. You know, you can. Oh yeah, I mean, you can bet on anything if you <laughs> you you would know that better than anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, dog races, WNBA, anything that you can. I, I bet have on. A, I put five bucks on the WNBA future on the Vegas Aces to win the WNBA championship this year. <laughs> I mean, every year I play. I go to a friend's house to play to watch the the Super Bowl. Of course, we didn't go this year nor last year uh last year we did it was just before quarantine hit but this year uh, i watched it at home it was the first time i watched it at home in seven years eight years and i would always go to a friend's house and there'd be these really dumb i mean just like dollar bets but like first commercial break it's going to be a beverage or um you know the national anthem is going to be over a certain amount of time that's a good uh, that's a real good lady lady gaga is performing what's going to be her first song um, this next commercial is going to have a black guy and a girl wearing bikini. They are all like something like that. I've seen like Garth Brooks will wear jeans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got one one year because I guessed right that the first song that Coldplay was going to do was going to be Viva La Vida. And they, and they did, which is like not their biggest song, but it, it's kind of a, you know, get the crowd going hype yeah. song. I'm glad you're such a Coldplay expert that you. I'm not a that. I'm not a huge Coldplay expert either. <laughs> it, it, in fact, it was Tia that mentioned it, and when she said it, I was like, I don't even know what song that was, and I had to, I like pulled it up on my phone. I was like, Oh, I know this song. I didn't know it was called that, but then I said the bet, and I won like four <laughs> bucks off of four different people. That's fun, dude. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, hey, so uh, I'm glad I had you on the show this week. This perfect timing to have you on because. Uh, you're the guy who originally got me into crypto. And, oh, yeah. And uh, crypto is the talk of the world right now. Man, it's, you know, sometimes it feels like that. And then I'll reach out to my dad or somebody who's not a comedian, actor, a friend that I talk to all the time. And they're just like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> about? Not as though they're, I mean, I, I feel like you, you're right. Most of the world is talking about it, but. Well, it's especially with Coinbase how... going on the market this week. Say it again? With Coinbase going on the stock market this week. Yeah, yeah. Coinbase uh, going on N- NYSE as a direct, not an IPO. That's huge because uh, by and large, that's probably the biggest one that people use to trade, buy, and sell. Yeah. Crypto. Was it NASDAQ or NYSE? I'm pretty sure it was NYSE. Okay. I-, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I it was on in, one of the, the big boys. So, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really I put in a limit order to buy some. I ended up buying some. Uh, I bought a little bit. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where it goes. 
Yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's a uh, one of those things. But but I think like it's one of it's like I was kind of comparing it to like. Can you imagine if you would have got a chance to buy a piece of Goldman Sachs the first week that came out? I mean, it's it's insane. I almost daily I think about, and it's the dumbest. It's the absolute dumbest thing to think about, but I still think about it. In the first week of October 2010, if you would have, which everything is, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. But in the first week of October 2010, <clears throat> if you had invested $10,000 in Bitcoin, it, <laughs> today, today I think it was hovering around $64,000 of Bitcoin, um, you, would, you would have $11 billion. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's insane. I mean, that, it, it is absolutely insane, but I mean, like, so where... I mean, like at, at, uh, at $1,000 there, you're at $1.1 billion. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like an over, over 10 or over... I'm good with 1.1. 1. 1. 1. I, I wouldn't know the difference of what to do with between $1.1 billion and $11 There's no difference. You can't. I mean, there's, there's, you, can't, you can't fathom it. Unless you are and your family have been billionaires for a generation or two, then you would understand what the difference between $1 and $11 billion is. But it's just like... It's like saying, should I buy a $10 million house or a $50 million house? Like, yeah, I'm never yeah, buying yeah. either of those. So why are shit? we having this discussion? Uh, I, I like it when the people say, like, if I would have bought this much Bitcoin at that time, because, like, right. would you have really made it past when it hit 20000 originally? Exactly. Exactly. Or, like, and, or even 10000 Exactly. Like, and you, play that, you play that game when it hits, when it hit the previous high of yeah 17 to like eighteen thousand. if you had that much it, it, it would have been like a hundred thousand bitcoins when it hit that i'd be like well i'm gonna sell like 10 of them and then i'd have a hundred and seventy thousand dollars like okay i can skate on that for a while yeah but it's like yeah you'd have to have hindsight after hindsight after hindsight after hindsight yeah and then you, you would have had to like cashed out and bought back on some of the bought, kept buying on some of the dips at a certain point exactly and and when it hit that high, it hit seventeen, eighteen thousand. In less than a year, it was back down to three thousand. Yeah. So it lost like so much of it. I mean, it's impossible that anybody anybody went. Oh, I don't care. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to ride all the way to sixty four thousand or whatever. Yeah. There is this one guy. His name is. Uh, uh, he's an Indian guy, Indian American, but he's. Uh, I think he's a hedge fund guy, but he's like insanely, insanely wealthy. And he got into a discussion about crypto when it was first becoming a thing, 2009, 10, 11, somewhere around there. And he called his office. I can look it up on, you can look this up online, but I, I for the life of me, can't remember his name. He called his office and said, buy, buy a million Bitcoin, just do it. And at the time he said it was trading at like 300, 300 bucks. So he had enough money to go spend $300 million on this. Um, so he bought it at $300 <laughs> yeah. and he, and he held it. He held on to it. Like his office would call him and be like, you might want to do something about it. He's like, I don't want to know. I don't like, don't tell me when it goes crazy and don't tell me. But just recently he said, if, and when it hits, I'm not sure if he said a hundred thousand or 150,000, he said, then I'll cash out because his initial $300 million will be worth 
it's either 15 billion or 150 billion. <laughs> yeah, and he wants to buy a large section of Manhattan and turn it into low income housing. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it's really bad. Imagine if he just like bought like Wall, like literally bought Wall Street. <laughs> I'm buying these eight blocks. Like I'm gonna buy the financial section of Manhattan and turn it into low income housing. Yeah, and now, what are they gonna say? No, you can't. Really? Well, this check for 150 billion says I can. Yeah. <laughs> Watch how the city plays ball with me all of a sudden. I mean, it's just insane. Whether or not that's still his idea, but I read about, I'll, I'll send you the, uh, sorry to say it on this podcast, like your listeners can look up actually while you continue, yeah. I'll, I'll look up his name and then whoever's listening to this in the future can look up this guy's name and I guarantee they can verify. I'm not making up, uh, that's pretty making right. up the name, the story or the numbers. No, but I, I like talking about DGen shit on here. And I think crypto is one of the new DGen things you can get into. Like, yeah, for sure. Cause it's like, because the stock market and the, way, the way you do it is like kind of the best way to do it. It's dollar cost averaging. Whenever you yeah. have a little bit of money, you buy a little bit. So you don't have to worry, not worry about, you don't go, okay, well, I'm going to wait. You can wait forever. You can, it, what is it? $61,000 today. I'll wait to buy when it goes down to 60,000. It may never go back down to 60,000. Yeah. So buy... I started buying it at 11,000 like this, and I've made yeah. a lot of money off it because of that. I mean, you bought it eleven thousand. It's it's six times that that amount right now. Yeah. What what savings account is going to give you six times your money? Yeah, and I haven't got six times on all of it because of the dollar cost average. Right, 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 right. It's, it's whittling in each time, but no. I mean, I think that's the way to do it. And like now, I bought Doge. I bought Doge a couple months ago. Totally mm -hmm. forgot about it. Did you buy it for a nickel? I bought it for a nickel. Yeah, I bought like five hundred and fifty Doge for a nickel. Like it cost me like thirty bucks, and like and that's at like two hundred dollars right now. Yeah, yeah. And it hit like forty three cents yesterday. Yeah. I bought another thirty this morning when it dipped back after it hit fifty. It got up to fifty, and then when it bounced back down to thirty four, I was like, I'm gonna grab it here for another thirty just to see what happens with it because yeah, at, at this point if it hits a dollar i'm gonna be stoked i got more at 34. i'm in no way a sophisticated investor but i think m maybe my favorite part about investing with e-trade or bitcoin or whatever is is the fact that you can do limit buys because to me it kind of takes the stress off because it goes well if it doesn't reach that point and it and that order doesn't get filled oh well Yep. I'm not going to keep going like, okay, how much? Oh, maybe it'll get lower. Maybe it'll, it's like, no, that's if the number. And when it hit, yeah. If, and when it hits that, that's when, it, and, that, and that's what I did with, um, coin, uh, you... Coinbase when it, when it hit the stock market, I said, I, it's, it's going to be at this amount. If it gets filled, it does great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And it did. Now, uh, do you, do you have any of the doge? Are you on the doge madness? I didn't that? buy any doge. No. Oh man. Like, yeah, that, 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 that buying it at a nickel, and then it going up to 50 cents. That was a wild ride there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do have another smaller one that I bought at like 17 cents. And this week it got up to $1.94. Wow. So that was a, uh, I didn't buy a ton at 17. I bought a, I bought a, a good amount at 17. And then I bought more when it hit 42 cents, like in January, January, February. So when it hit a dollar, I was like, all right, it's about double. And then when it hit like a dollar fifty, I was like, okay. And then it hit two dollars. But I mean, there was a bunch of experts, speculators, whatever, saying, "Oh, there's no chance this isn't going over a hundred dollars each." 
I'm like, okay, well, I'm, yeah, I bought it at 17 cents. Right. Do some <laughs> quick math. Yeah, I think that'd be good. That would yeah. be a good thing. And for those <laughs> listening that want to kind of get involved in this stuff, like, like the key is, is like, don't only put what you can afford to lose. Exactly. Like, like sm- small amounts of it, whether it's just 10, 20, 50, 100, whatever. If you were going to spend it on a scratch off ticket, if you were going to spend it on. Yeah. Only the chances of you getting your money back on this are way, way better than a now, scratch. What I've been ticket. doing is I have my Coinbase account, right? Here's mm-hmm. my little hack is their fees are higher than a cash app. Yeah. So I buy Bitcoin on cash app and transfer it over to my uh, Coinbase wallet right away. Well, I got a, I got a small tip for you. I mean, check, check the numbers. But if you have a Coinbase account, that means you automatically have a Coinbase Pro account. Okay. If you buy Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency on Coinbase Pro, the fees are substantially lower. I have no idea why. They're the exact same platform. One seems to be like the Mattel of of buying crypto, and the other one seems to be more like E-Trade or like actually... I've noticed on Cash App, I pay maybe about 30 to 40 cents per 10 bucks Mm -hmm. on fees. Whereas on Coinbase, it's like 80 cents per 10 bucks. Yeah, it seems to be, I mean, it obviously goes up with the more amount you're putting in, $100 and over or whatever. And when yeah, Dogecoin was at five, I had to go to Binance to buy Doge. That, and that took mm. forever to verify. Yeah, they're, they're not on Coinbase. There's another one that I have, XRP, which is called Ripple, which was on Coinbase. Was on Coinbase, the, yeah. And then the SEC got involved and Coinbase is like, no. So I still have it on there. It's not like it went away, but I can't trade. I can transfer it out of out of it, but I can't trade and nor can I buy more. And like that had to be the Coinbase going on to the market itself had to be it part be. of the reason why they got rid of the XRP because they didn't want any red flags with Wall Street going it could into be. being listed it could publicly. Because they, they did do the, do away with it a while ago. I, I want to say it was February of this year. Welcome to Stock Talk with Scott and Josh. <laughs> I mean, if, if well, that's not cri- gambling, I don't know what is. Stock talk. It really is. No, it, it's total gambling. I mean, like- in our in our lifetime, imagine being like a sophisticated investor or like this is what I do with my money from the year 1950 to the year 1980. You'd just be like, I I can't lose. Not as though there weren't dips in there, but... You know, you didn't experience the stock market crash of 1929, 1930. You didn't go through no, and you know, people the had 90s. Stronger, strong pension plans and stuff through your unions. Exactly. You, you didn't go through the dot-com bust. You didn't go through 2008. So it's yeah, like... We've already... Just okay, we were both born in 79. Mm-hmm. We've lived basically through the one in the late 80s, the one right after 9-11, the housing bubble... And then the I mean, pandemic bubbles. So we basically just lived through four fucking, and we were born during the fucking oil problem shit. Uh, yeah, so and when like, I was, it's basically been five a, in our when lifetime. I, <laughs> when I was a kid, like a kid, my parents got me a savings account, and I remember that savings account being eight percent. Wow. Where it was like, if you had three hundred bucks in it, because it was like you know mowing lawn money and allowance money, it's like it it steadily made a little bit of money, and then slowly but surely. 2002 2003 four five six seven it was getting down to like three percent and now if you can get one percent you'd be lucky yeah most but the percentages are you get a bad, I would say a good percentage right now on a savings account would be like half a percent yeah but you I know have one 
you know I have one you, that I have one. I have one percent, and it's not. You can I'll get a it. better percentage on like a the interest on a brokerage account or like money market account. For that's, sure, that's uh, more of the power play, but that's kind of rich guy shit. So it's like, it's it's probably a good reason why I got into stocks, and I'm not into them that heavy. I don't have a lot of my money in it, but because of the fact that my money that I usually had parked in savings that was getting a little bit of interest wasn't even getting enough to the rate of inflation is 3% per year. Well, yeah, so you're not getting, when you're you not look at like the S and P 500, it grotesquely outperforms inflation and interest. So it's like, yeah, at least by, at least by double inflation is 3% and S and P always does seven, eight, 9% so, yeah. over the last like hundred years. Yeah. So I mean, on average, on average, yeah, some years, yeah. It, some years it ago, it, some years it takes a shit. For sure. But if it takes but, a shit, that's when you double down on your fucking. Exactly. That's I. That's exactly what I did last year when all well, this was really, happening. It's not, even, like, it's not even you're doubling down. It's when something takes a buying shit. Buying the dip. You're, you're, if you're buying on dollar cost averaging, if you're buying no matter what, you're just buying more when it dips. Exactly. And then when it goes back up, you, you've now weathered the storm. And exactly. It didn't affect exactly. you at all. Um. No oh, man, it's it's this kind of shit fascinates me though, because it's like me too, me too. It's uh, it's like I, you know, it's like the whole, the trick is like they always say, like you want to make money when you're sleeping, make your make, mm, have exactly. your money, make money when you're sleeping. And yeah. I think one of the like best ways of going about that is now Dogecoin, because literally <laughs> I fucking went to bed last night and it was at like my account had like eighty bucks in it, or whatever uh-huh. of the th- original thirty I had invested. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up this morning, I checked it; it was at two fifty. I looked at, I was like, and I was like, no, this this has to be wrong. This could yeah. not have happened overnight. Especially, especially if you're like, well, I know for a fact I put in thirty bucks. Now, I'm checking right now because I put a little bit more in this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be another because I bought a, on a little dip this morning, but I think there's going to be a huge, huge uptick tonight, like middle of the night. I I genuinely think it's going to hit a dollar pretty soon, but we'll see. I mean, there are crazy people out there that are saying like it's going to overtake another, you know, another coin that's like trading at whatever, like a hundred dollars. It's like, well, I mean, if it does, great. I had yeah. you included. There's a lot of people that I know that did invest in dogecoin i i'm skittish about it but um going back to your point about <clears throat> make money while you sleep i've mentioned this on other other things so if i'm repeating myself i apologize but i heard it kind of recently and it's like it it knocked my brain for a loop somebody said um turning a hundred dollars into a hundred and ten dollars is work Turning a hundred million into a hundred and ten million is inevitable. It's like when yeah. you get to a certain level, yeah. it's like your money is just gonna make money. You don't really need to do much to I, I it because looking... you because you get to get into that secret society or whatever you want to call it, where it's just like things are open to you that weren't open to you when you had a thousand dollars to invest. Yeah, I like, was looking at like like a quarter million seems to be that magic number. Where when you have like a quarter million stashed in like a like like in funds or whatever, like a fucking a one percent fucking swing for you on a and one percent a day could be very normal in a lot of these funds, mm-hmm. you know, or almost where and you'll have yeah. dips occasionally, but and dude, also if you if you buy stuff like Johnson and Johnson and Coke and McDonald's like the these 
companies that have dividends that they pay out the dividends once you get to a certain amount that you own of those of those stocks you can essentially live off the dividends yeah. if you're getting paid four thousand dollars a month you know you could just from keep reinvesting one. the dividends exactly exactly and, yeah uh, you could just keep reinvesting or you could just take that out and go this is my cable bill, cell phone, groceries, and rent. I'm good. Yeah, because if you keep reinvesting the dividends, it's like you have that percentage going along with so the it other compounds on compounds. itself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how you grow real fast. I was reading a quote from Einstein actually, where he said, "Eighth uh, compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world." It's it's like that. I think it's like he said. You're probably right, but I, I think I've heard it. I, I might have butchered it a little. Like, yeah, he he said something like it's like, it's like the most unbelievable thing, like all of space included, like yeah. the fact that things can grow on top of itself. Um, I'll try and look it up while we're talking. I was trying to look up that the, uh, the Indian, Indian guy, Indian guys. Uh, Hello, I am Indian guy. I'm going to save Manhattan. I am teaming Some, with Kermit the Frog. He, 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 like I said, he's, I, he's Indian, Ameri- Indian I, American. He has zero accent. I am teaming with Kermit the Frog. We are bringing back <laughs> Broadway revival. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a dumb character. At one and, point. and it's like, what are you going to stop me? I can do it. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. I, I, me and Kermit the Frog, do we cast all the rats that work in the kitchen with them at the <laughs> diner in Manhattan? I do not know. I, <laughs> I just wanted it. I just like the idea of a like a like a big time like hedge fund billionaire being obsessed with. I want to live the real <laughs> life of Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> I, I want. I have enough money. I want the Muppets in the kitchen with me every day. <laughs> um. All right. I got the Einstein. What was it? He was once asked what's mankind's greatest invention. He said compound interest. (laughs) There's even one claim that he said that it was the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. See, okay. Okay. You know know where you can make a lot of compounding interest Mm. with my good people over at mybookie.ag. Ah, yes. Yeah. Mybookie.ag, Josh. Guess what, man? You can deposit and cash out in Bitcoin. Really? Yeah, dude. That's so huge. If you use our promo code, and they give you an extra cash bonus to play with on top of the promo code I have, LSH, for the 50% bonus. But they'll give you even a promo code a bonus on top of that for crypto deposits and rewards. They give you oh, crypt, like extra crypto rewards. So technically, if you do it enough with the crypto there, you can kind of have your like Bitcoin in a holding pattern at mybookie.ag. And then you ha- then when you win with them you cash out when bitcoin dips you make even more money there you go it's a foolproof it's, it's really a foolproof fucking strategy and pretty much yeah and since you're taking the bonus money that they give you on top of all that every guy I, I i don't know what else to say about the good people at mybookie.ag other than once you sign up and use the promo code lsh make sure you get that deposit in you know and you know what uh let's say i'm gonna take a look at what they got the bet on right now all right you know because uh i i think uh you know i think it'd be a cool thing if they're to start offering is like a like a numbers game like a lottery mm-hmm. based on bitcoin mm. does that make any kind of sense it does 
So like you take like the last four numbers that Bitcoin close like down to the fraction of a cent or whatever. So it'd be really hard for someone to rig because it's so microscopic. Right, 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 right. And be like the last four digits of the day is the winning combination that pays out in more Bitcoin. Right, 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 right. You know, I think that could be a lot of fun for all kinds of people. Uh, yeah, kinda, for sure. I think I, I yeah, mentioned I wonder... that on the Decker episode a little where I was saying, like, I've kind of refined my idea for it. So if hmm. anybody's listening and wants to invest in my, my brilliant idea. All right, dude. They got fucking NBA, MLB, boxing, big UFC this weekend. Actually, there's a UFC promo for this weekend where you're guaranteed double odds on the Jake Paul versus whoever UFC fight. <laughs> whatever so, knucklehead decides so to get the, in the ring I, with him. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's PGA, of course. That's that's what I've been really gambling on lately, dude. I'm into <laughs> golf gambling. It's a fun, it's a fun little uh, way to spend a leisurely afternoon taking a nap while getting high, dude. I'm not gonna <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, you got NHL, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs gonna be right around the corner soon here. Major League Soccer, fucking NASCAR, Formula One, bro. And they got an online casino, online race book. So you get all your horse races in. You get all your uh, Kentucky Derbies right around the corner. So I strongly suggest getting in on that action. I'll be giving out my picks for that on here. When is Kentucky Derby? It's usually June? the first Saturday of uh, May. Of May. I don't know if they have a different schedule for it this year, though. But it's usually the first Saturday of May. And so hmm. that's a lot of fun. Uh, that's like, get over there. Get in with mybookie.ag. I'm telling you, you guys, I've been noticing people that use my promo code, they get on the VIP list and they get the extra benefits. There you they go. Get the free bets for one of them. One of the free bets they offered was like up to a $25 bet uh, you can place on if the Dodgers and Rockies in their game would score a run. Mm. You know, a team's going to score at least one. That game's going to end at least one nothing. Yeah. And so that's a guaranteed 25 bucks are just giving away on that one. Boom. And then you, you just keep taking those. And guess what you do? You cash out on the Bitcoin. The cycle continues. I, I'm teaching you guys how to run a digital fucking racket <laughs> over here, dude. It's like Goodfellas for nerds, dude. I'm pretty sure all nerds love Goodfellas. So oh, it's, a ma- it's a if, match made in heaven. If you don't love Goodfellas, you're a fucking piece of shit. That, that's right. A piece of shit. It's probably the one movie I've seen more than any any other movie. You know, I, I agree, man. I've probably seen that one the most. I watched Casino the other night, actually. Casino's great. I probably haven't seen that in a few years. You know what the very first line of Goodfellas is? All my life, I always wanted to be a gangster. Nope. That's that's far into it. Uh, what? It's, uh, is, uh, better pull over? It's just before that. Okay. What, what, I'm, I'm close. Uh... Ray Liotta says... What the fuck was that? <laughs> From the banging in the trunk. Yeah, just the Billy Bass. I saw it. It's such a nerd. It's such a nerd thing. But I watched it a million times in college. And one one day, I sat down and I went, "I'm gonna count how many times they say fuck." How many was it? I wrote it down. I've since kind of forgotten, but I'm almost positive it's 173 times. Wow. Which which is a lot. Because I mean, the first line is, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that? Or what the fuck is that?" And then Joe Pesci echoes it. What the fuck is that? Because they all start hearing it. Dude, just like the uh, the bamboo lounge scene with Joe Pesci uh, telling the story, and 
what the fuck is so fucking funny? Tell me. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, that yeah, alo- yeah. Like, he has like 12 in that one little yeah. part right there alone. Like He does have a lot. He also he also says fuck a lot in Casino when he's describing what he does for a job. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to go down and fucking split your fucking <laughs> I'm gonna head I'm going to go open. down to the bank. And if I don't have my money, <laughs> split your fucking head open because that's what I do. That's a great scene, dude. I I'm like crazy. I'm, I'm an love... idiot. I don't care. I don't care about going to prison, dude. I love the character actor in that scene that plays Charlie the Banker too, because he was on a couple of sitcoms I've seen. Like that guy's great and stuff. Like that's a that's a cool career. Everyone's great in that. Don Rickles is great in that. The guy that plays the 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 shit kicker. You know, nephew yeah. who oh, you yeah. can't fire. I, I'll definitely do that, Mr. Rothstein. Like, don't say you'll do it. Just fucking get it done. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone, anyone who's gotten to a certain age has worked with somebody. They're just like, how the fuck did this guy get a job? Oh, he's the county he commissioner's is, cousin. He's, he's so incompetent. The fact that I have to work with somebody so stupid it just doesn't understand simple common sense where rossi f- fucked up is when he wouldn't give him something further along down the trough mm-hmm. that was the moment where he could have been like you know what yeah i got something for him a little out of yeah. the way we right can- we can't exactly. have him fucking up the-, the total handle we got working here but right. you know what uh, uh he can finger something some- above finger some showgirls right right you right know, something like that like uh yeah he he's the guy that takes the weight of the showgirls as they're coming yeah 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 can't fuck that up too bad he's dude. happy with it he gets yeah. to see a bunch of good looking girls yeah. a couple times a day he's fine with it yeah dude like that's a that's a, that's, a, that's what they should have done but no no see because once he got the county commissioner on his ass it was all over and I'm not I mean, gonna lie, dude. It's it's dude. These cowboys are fucking no joke out here, man. For sure. But it's like something like that where it's an enterprise and it's big and there's people, so many people, so many so many hands in it. Something's gonna go awry, no matter. There's always one thing that can just <laughs> totally topple it, like a. In this like case, a, it was a coked out sociopath uh, <laughs> that was went around fucking stealing jewels out of people's hotel rooms and shit yeah that didn't help i mean it was <laughs> it was a lot of things and i had taps and like i was like saying out loud exactly who now i mean who. that that story really begins just like you in chicago mm-hmm. i mean this is a chicago outfit town it still is i a lot of the chicago style pizza spots and italian beef spots in my neighborhood nice have you been to any of them yeah uh the, i was actually you know i was just thinking about maybe getting a beef sandwich from the the one place I like tomorrow. Like What's it called? Windy City Beef and Dogs. Mm, I'm I'm leery of any place that really throws it. I mean, if you're outside of Chicago, obviously you have to say something about yeah. Windy City at Chicago, it's Second City, it's whatever. But I mean, the places that I've seen here in LA that are just like it's Chicago style. Jesus Christ, is it bad? Yeah. No, that's There's a- another one just opened. I think it might also be called Windy City or something like that. And I somebody forwarded to me in like a group text chain, and it was like their hot dogs are eleven dollars. Like, uh, fuck you, dude. This place has like a little uh, mini beef sandwich hot dog combo for like I think five bucks or something. You and you have it. had you have yeah. have had it from there, and yeah, it's decent. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean. Good is good. I mean, good is good. The jardinier is not bad. Like, 
I, that alone will sell. You know, you got decent jardinera. That, that'll. Not every place has that, so I'm in. Right, 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 right. You know, uh, <laughs> uh dude. Uh, woo! I gotta check Dogecoin again, dude. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if, it, like, <laughs> if it just doubled, like? While I was fucking, uh, I've been I've been checking it. Oh, Askren, Askren's the guy that fucking uh, Jake Paul's fighting. So he's oh. like a real fighter fighting against like a boxing YouTube guy. I'm mm. saying, and it, you get a Funkamania boost bet of plus two hundred on it, so you can bet ten and win twenty. Mm. That's a, that's easy money right there. You got it's easy money. Like uh, I and I was looking to see if they had the entertainment props on here. For uh, the Oscars, because I feel like Chadwick Boseman, man, I feel like that's some easy money. I've said that a few Those times. Those aren't this here. weekend, are they? I don't know, dude. Don't, uh, they're coming up. I know they're coming they're up. They're coming up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I'm not an expert on the uh, award season. They're like, usually like late March, April. Like I always thought they were in weekend. February growing up, but maybe I was just weird. At least once it landed on my birthday, March 24th. Okay. Not at least once. I know once it landed on my birthday. I think it's been on my birthday on March 14th before, too. Like, I think that's... Yeah. I they think... change it up. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's another one. That's that, that's one that I'll never... I'll do it, like, as a, as a fun, hey, everybody, fill out your thing. I mean, first, I don't see most of them. Second... Yeah. I There's like all these I movies no... that, it's so funny when the nominations come out and it's a bunch of movies you've never heard of that are like these are the best five movies and you're like and then people know like if it won the golden globe the chances of it winning the oscar yeah. in that same category is really good but i'm like i didn't watch the golden globe so yeah I'll, only golden I'll globes never... i watched was scarlett johansson ayo <laughs> the only golden globes i watch uh star rue mcclanahan and betty white <laughs> That's Golden Girls. Sorry, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> I would, I would uh, like to see like a Golden Girls reboot. That'd be cool. That wouldn't be bad. I mean, you know which so one hard. I think they should reboot, dude. I've been thinking Ooh. about this a lot. Ooh. Mama's Family. I mean, that wouldn't be bad because Vicky Lawrence is actually an old lady now. Right. Where she was a young lady playing a young old lady, playing an old lady on yeah. the original version. But yeah. now she's actually an old lady. Yeah. And I think that could work, dude. <laughs> like... Yeah, if he holds on long enough, uh, Johnny Knoxville can do all the jackass stuff when he actually becomes an old, a yeah. super old grandpa. He can actually do bad grandpa as an old grandpa. Like, oh, my God, this is amazing. How many hours did you spend in the makeup chair? <laughs> no. mm. Didn't have to. He needs to start doing a lot of blow. It'll, that'll age him quick. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I think I think Mama's Family though is like the the show, because like uh, I I also think Married with Children would be great with mm. Bud, Bud and Kelly now having kid their own kids. Oh, like it, it's it's in real time, so it's yeah. Like he, Kelly would have the ner- I would I would write it where like Kelly has the nerdier like Bud type, and Bud and Ed has, O'Neill is like the grandfather, yeah, and he's just like you yeah. you don't know how to raise your kids. Yep, and then Bud All has right. the hot daughter. Of course. <laughs> course you gotta have him have so it's exactly time. the same it's like his relationship with his star would be like ed o'neill's was with, with kelly Christina Applegate. Yeah. yeah and then like yeah. christy and then she would be like a more of a peg to, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. her son's bud like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
It's just the exact same idea, but a generation <laughs> add another generation, add another layer. Right, 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 right. I guess you could add a couple other kids and, and mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to throw in a cousin Oliver, or something to spice <laughs> things up a little remember, bit. Remember when they had that kid Seven on there? That that kid. That they seven. Had? Yeah, on Married with Children, when they like adopted that like Peg's cousin's kid, like Bobcat Goldthwait's son. No. And they, and they adopted him, and he lasted a few episodes, but everybody hated him. So they oh. wrote him off, and the way they wrote him off the show is the funniest thing ever. They just basically had him go upstairs to get something, and he never came back. And they had <laughs> never explained where he went or why he went anywhere. Like, it was just, that's gone. We're sorry about that. <laughs> oh, imagine that guy reading that script. He's like... <laughs> Dude, and like, I, wait, I went upstairs. Where did I go? It sucks too because it was like a seven-year-old boy, like the kid actor, gets hired on the hit show, and immediately, like grown adults hate this child. Uh, that sucks. It's pretty funny, dude. Like, it is funny. <laughs> I mean, it's the fickleness of. Uh, this is why. But, I mean, but imagine that kid. He's just like, I'm on a hit show. I. This yeah. is pretty much a. And all his scenes were basically with Ed O'Neill and Katie Seagal. Right. So it's like you get to work with like two legends, like in right. their own right. Like, I, oh, I wow. I, but I think that show could be great. I, I heard they were going to bring it back, but they were waiting for like one of their contracts. One of them's on a show because she was on Sons of Anarchy and he was on Modern Family. Right. But those are both over those now. Those are both over now. And so I think they were waiting for Christina Applegate's show with Netflix, maybe. God, everyone's doing great except David Faustino. Yeah, David Faustino. But dude, David Faustino is always going to be Grandmaster B, and you can't take that away from. You can't take his hip hop career away from him. What's Grandmaster B? His hip hop alter ego when he would throw on the Raiders hat. Oh, on the show. Yeah, but then like, oh, I don't re- but that was I don't remember that at all. The reason why they had that whole storyline on the show is because in real life he was like doing like DJing at LA clubs. <laughs> as like a fucking like you know d d double dirt dick dog or something <laughs> I, I fucking don't know like but they were like hey uh, it was a dumb enough name where they uh they called him grandmaster b no no it's hilarious because he called himself grandmaster b but everybody else would butcher his name all the time that was the running gag like oh whatever grandfather b or grand oh. wizard b or you know like poor david yeah, Fos- he's fine he's he landed on his Dude, feet he's fine Faustino learned how to take a joke at a young age and made a career out of it you gotta give for the guy sure. credit like, for sure I liked how he played uh, he was on Entourage as himself as a guy oh, was in Johnny Drama's acting class that, 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 oh man that's that's good casting that's that's a guy willing to make a joke about himself yeah you, that, that yeah that 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 says a lot. That says a lot about somebody. I'm surprised in all the years of you and I drinking together around Hollywood, we never just bumped into the Foss somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never did. I haven't bumped into anybody bumped into. Like, hey, I haven't seen you so long, but just like, oh, shit. I did one time at the local grocery store at the Pavilions, the Albertsons, for whoever is listening to this outside of Los Angeles and the west coast There's quite a few los angeles listeners so. yeah 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 um just a grocery store i saw carl from family matters the cop from oh Die carl Hard. winslow fuck yeah carl winslow i can't remember his name carl, and his name's carl winslow it was, he, he, yeah he changed he was pushing a grocery cart 
No, and, Steve. And I saw, I saw him. He saw me. He saw that my eyes like brightened up, and he gave me a look that could only be described as, "Don't even think about it." That's don't, the I, like, same like, exact I, thing. Like, I don't want to hear one syllable of. I loved you in, I thought you were great in, oh, such and such is my favorite, such and such, just like, I'm here to get milk, don't bother me. Like, okay. So without any words being spoken, I'm just like, okay, I'm not gonna say anything. You should have dropped something right there and go, did I do that? Uh, (laughs) He definitely, that would have warmed him up, I feel. Like, uh, that same basically thing happened to me, but it was on an airplane. And mm. the, and the, the the celebrity was sitting in the front row. There was fucking Kareem Abdul Jabbar, one of my all time heroes. And I looked at, I got on the plane, and also on an airplane. Yeah, and on an airplane, exactly. And I looked at him when I got on. He looked at me like, "Motherfucker, do not <laughs> say a word." And like he sit in the front row. That's yeah, I'm sure from like a seven nine, foot two I, guy can sit. Like, but also I'm sure from 1980. <laughs> Three, 1982 whenever airplane came out to that day he was like do you have any idea how many times like if i can get through an entire flight without anybody saying it to me it, it's a miracle yeah so see now i could go. have been in a smart ass and, and been like the little kid and been like my dad says you doesn't you don't play hard enough on defense like right. that that could have been funny but i think the funny line is if i and i didn't say anything to him but i what i should have said is captain murdoch really nice to see have the the airline reward you with for your loyalty with a nice first class seat after all these years and just uh, completely walk away like, i think that would have been pretty funny that would have been great that would have been great i think he would have liked me at that point but also cream like he he's kind of an angry guy like i, I don't yeah. want to bother him he's he's yeah. one of my heroes the last thing you, they always say don't meet your heroes and it's true because i the last thing i want to do there is like make kareem hate me that, yeah. would, that would have fucking sucked. Like, or get in some sort of an argument with them. Yeah, or just like, I don't want to like, turn into Larry David all of a sudden. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, no, don't say it. Don't say it. But <laughs> I think that would have been a good line to say to him. I don't know. I mean, there are worse. There's, uh, there's a guy I knew in Chicago. He said that he went to some sort of, it wasn't a Comic-Con. It was, oh, it was a book signing. And John Cleese was there. He was, he had just written a book and he was signing books for people. And there was like, you know, a ton of Monty Python nerds in line ready to get their book signed, whatever. And he said he was behind a guy who was like, you could tell he was just ready to just launch this joke at John Cleese. Like, I'm going to be able to go home and tell my friends I made John Cleese laugh. So John Cleese gets his book. And he goes, who do you want me to make this out to? He goes, um, make it out to such and such. And he starts signing it. And as he's signing it, the guy goes, he says something like the Knights of say me, like something that he thought was like super funny. He finishes signing it, looks up at him. He goes, good attempt. Hands it to him. He's like, next. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, mm, you didn't land it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man, he did. You got to stick the landing, dude. <laughs> good attempt. <laughs> Now, I have made random celebrities laugh at places. Oh, that's, I mean, it's got to be one of the greatest feelings. I, one time I was at a liquor store. You know the liquor store at uh Whatever you're about to say, yes. 
uh, Santa Monica and Wilcox, like right over by Eric Andre's old place. Yeah, of course, uh, dude. Like I was it's still there. got a, it's still got the the old school number on it where it's like Hollywood six five five or oh two. This is one of my better celebrity moments where I'm getting a couple tall cans in there, and Jerry O'Connell sees me and he just is like, "Gotta love those tall cans." <laughs> 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 and i do i do love I do those, love those hands. Hands. yeah <laughs> like dude like that that was a really funny one um one time at silver lake lounge i was standing out in front wow. of there with Mar- i was smoking a cig out in front of the silver lake lounge mario the bartender came out to talk to me because it was dead inside there's no one in there really mm-hmm. um and all of a sudden danny devito and ria perlman are like holding hands walking by like going to the vietnamese restaurant across the street nice and i just go holy shit and devito just like like they walk like a few more steps like he's maybe like 10 feet down from me now and he just goes yeah he knows who we are (laughs) that's awesome yeah that that was a pretty good one like yeah he knows who we are (laughs) (laughs) but uh no and then there was one more oh when I worked at 7-Eleven, dude, I had a few at 7-Eleven. Yeah, I, I, you did. You told me about a few of them, yeah. But uh, my favorite one might have been Jason Siegel. Like, he he just kicked it with me and my oh, buddy Pat. Right. And, like, dude, we t- we bullshitted for, like, five, ten minutes or so, dude. We were just riffing and jokes together. he just together. passed. What's that? He just passed. He just passed away. Jason Siegel? No. Who's the guy from Just Shoot Me? Siegel. George Siegel. George. That's yeah. who I was thinking of. No, Who's... Jason Siegel, dude, the guy from like Forgetting Sarah Marshall and shit. Oh, the young guy. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I was like, okay. dude, he died. Whoa! No, breaking no, no. news, everybody. As soon as Jason I hear Siegel, Siegel, I was like, yeah, yeah, that guy from. Uh, you know what's movie. weird about the George Siegel passing is Jessica Walter from Arrested Development died the next day, right? Yeah. They played. Uh, they were in a movie together years ago, but they also played. Okay, George Siegel was on Just Shoot Me. And mm-hmm. the story like, and the show was about like him owning this magazine. His daughter comes to work for him. Well, Nina Jessica Walter was on like a handful of episodes as his ex-wife and her mom. Oh, I didn't. I don't think I remember that. And I love that yeah. show. I watched that like religiously. Yeah, no, he, she was on there like maybe two, three episodes. I want to say. Mm. Yeah. She'd be perfect for that. I could see. Yeah, but I think they, the reason why they casted that is because they were in that movie years ago together. It's like a cute kind of thing. It would be like if I had a sitcom and somehow I was able to pull like off like Al Pacino and Diane Keaton as my parents, where it's like they were in a couple of The Godfather together right. 50 years ago. And so <laughs> like that would be funny now to have them play like my parents. Like Right, right, right. If you can pull it off, pull it off. Yeah, yeah. I, so as I, I'm pitching a show, it's me, Diane Keaton, and Al Pacino. Um, any Hollywood people listening, <laughs> help me get this out there. I think it's a good show. Um, <laughs> I'll even get James Con to play my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the whole like every surviving cast member from The Godfather in there. <laughs> Could have got Ava Goat up until a few years ago, man. That guy lived to be 114. Yeah, he was old when. Fish and uh, Barney Miller were on the air. Yeah, man, Jesus dude, Christ. that was that was when we were like before we were born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that's that. Uh, who's the other one that's still alive from Godfather? Oh, Talia Shire. Mm-hmm. She's still kicking. Yeah, it's that's, crazy that's... to think that she's Nick Cage's aunt. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Duvall's getting up. Oh yeah, Duvall's yeah, he's he's got to be mid eighties. Oh yeah, Duvall's like gonna start sundown and he's gonna start doing Clint Eastwood talk to a chair at the Oscars shit pretty soon. No, I think he's too smart for that. I think he's too (laughs) smart for that. Give him give him more credit. Yeah, I'm a big Bobby Duvall fan. He he's always top notch and everything. What was the one I was watching uh, that he was in that? Mm, uh, I can't remember, but it was one of those like '70s movies that he was in. Where I'm like, "Fuck, man, he was in a lot of like it's crazy." Like all those guys were in like a bunch of good movies in the '70s. Like they 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 didn't make duds. It seems like back like no, I mean if you search for them, there's duds in there. But yeah, it was like Hollywood Renaissance. They were just making such inventive, like really well because like yeah yeah like made. just Coppola alone made. The Godfathers, The Conversation, and uh, um, Apocalypse Now. Like, four films in a row where it's like, dude, like, that's, like, to go to one from one to the next to the next like that. I think he did The Conversation in between the two Godfathers, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, maybe. Now movie's really good. If and if you guys have never seen that one, I recommend it to the listeners. It's a Francis Ford, Gene Hackman in a Coppola movie. You really can't go wrong with that one. Conversation's great. Also, uh, very, very young Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's even before American Graffiti for him. I think it is, yeah, when he was still a carpenter. Yeah, like, he's really young in that. Um, the late, great John Cazale, who played Fredo in The Godfather. And mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good movie. Um, yeah. And you know what? That movie's very relevant now because it's really about, like, fucking private eyes and, like, getting into like the early like 70s like uh like fucking listening devices and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like crazy to think how far things have come where we all just carry listening devices on us at all times and put in our tvs our listening devices our computers every everything we got's mic'd up and broadcasting yep. us to the public uh yeah mention to somebody that you're thinking about buying something it, it will come up as an ad yeah i'm thinking an hour i'm thinking about buying a mule um, some chickens, a goat, and, and, and some. And I want some sheep so I can shear them for wool in the in the winter. Here um, it comes direct marketing. You know, I, I really there's a lot of livestock I'm looking for. Um, chicken feed. Chicken feed. Yeah, big. I need bi- bags of chicken, like the the biggest bags of chicken feed possible. These ads Blood are going to be hilarious when I get them. Like, have you ever got it where you just, you, you're like, you just think of something. You're like, I didn't say that out loud. And then the ad pops up. Oh yeah. In fact, I said, think of be, as we started this, I said, think, uh, just think of something. I didn't want to mention it because I was like, I've been getting these targeted ad, ads recently. And I genuinely just thought of it and they've been coming up like an unbelievable amount. And I'm like, I thought of that. I didn't say it. I didn't look up. I didn't look on YouTube. I didn't Google like, hey, how, where can I buy a... It just came up. Wow. It's creepy stuff, man. Yeah. I have been using an app that like is like, like tracks my workouts. Also, sometimes so, I think I might Google stuff when I'm, when I'm fucking drunk and I forget <laughs> about it. And then... mm-hmm, that could be. How did it know? Everyone knew you were screaming it in the alley last <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> I, what was the other 
Carl Simpsons from Barney where he was just like, I either yelled on a street corner last night or I gave a dissertation at Brown. <laughs> Tiniest bit of a difference. Yeah, you know, like, it's just a real fine line there, dude. You could, you could go either way. <laughs> what crawled in your throat and died? It didn't die. <laughs> I love how honestly I think one of the best arcs they ever did on the Simpsons was Barney where they they fucking I mean booze back forever, they get him sober, but then they have him fall back off the wagon and make him like And it like happens like within a couple of minutes, it's <laughs> yeah. like a dissolve. I turned into the slouched over. Like his eyes, his fucking hair gets all fucked up about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, buddy. You got anything you want to plug before we head out? Um I've been doing a show uh, recently that uh, listeners can tune into. It's not a podcast, but it's a live Zoom show called No Cap Comedy. Um, if you want to put it on your thing, it's, it's a fun thing where we get a bunch of kids on and the kids ask a panel of comedians any questions that they want. And they've been asking questions like, what were you most afraid of in high school? And what is the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't ask me that. <laughs> there were, I mean, there were some pretty great ones. Have you, yeah, have you kids ever been to a donkey show? <laughs> <laughs> you heard of a little thing called a... It's very, it's very G-rated. Yeah. It's very G-rated. <laughs> but it's, it's, I it's a be, lot. I imagine that would be a lot of fun to re-edit, though. <laughs> right. It, but it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. No, no cap, cap comedy. Otherwise, uh... You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram. I post nearly once every three months. Yeah, that's a lot of fun, dude. Great. I've been trying to do more Instagrams and, and getting into the Instagram stories. I've been watching everybody's lately to see how they do it. And I think it's helping. So if you follow, if you listening to the show because you saw this on Instagram stories, I salute you. Uh, <laughs> you get the five-star salute from me, <laughs> buckaroo. <laughs> The George Patton. <laughs> you get the you get the fucking George. Patton. I'm sorry, the Jason Patton. You know sorry. what, George? But Patton, the movie was written by Francis Ford Coppola. If you want a real fucking tie-in at the end there, there's the Coppola connection. Yeah, and also uh, Sophia Coppola's Virgin Suicides is on Amazon right now. Big also, fan. One of my favorite movie. uh, favorite movies is National Treasure, starring <laughs> Nick Nicholas K. Coppola. Yeah. National Treasure. Actually, I like National Treasure too, almost just as much like that. Cause like it's like mm. it's almost got a weekend at Bernie's two elements. Like it's like how do you do the, do something like this twice? Yeah, come on, come on. Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> two is really a, a miracle that like they're like this was such a hit. Let's do that movie with a dead guy again. And it's like <laughs> I think it would be funny if like the Weekend at Bernie's two like part of the plot was them covering up the stench. Like, right, it was, like getting way too bad at this point. <laughs> But instead, he's got like this voodoo curse where he's walking around and he starts dancing and shit. Like, like, like. so I guess a voodoo curse doesn't make you smell like a fucking bucket of, I don't know, Polish immigrants. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, 1922. On that note, um, Make sure, you know, like I said earlier, if you're not subscribing, please hit subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and leave a little review. That really helps. Thanks to everybody that's done that. Also, 
Thank you uh, to all our Patreon subscribers. And if you want to become one where there's more bonus content, and I believe I start recording tomorrow night the new uh, table game series. Where I have an old, like, early 1960s. That's what it's from. I thought it was the 40s. From the early 60s, but it's like a table game gambling encyclopedia. And tomorrow, me, you want to, I'll have you on to do one of these with me on okay. the Patreon in the next couple of weeks. But me and Maddie Goldberg are kicking it off tomorrow. Where we're going to get into some some weird game. I think we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do exactly, but cool. We'll go through it. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash luxopspod, where you can also follow us on social media, Twitter, and Instagram at luxopspod. Um, and you know, also our, don't forget our sponsor, mybookie.ag, where you can use our promo code LSH to get your deposit bonus. And I think that's everything. I might be having new sponsors coming up where that's in talks right now. So yay. Thank you so much everybody listening and I will see you later. Bye-bye.